things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, fam? Chadi here. Uh, Welcome to episode... What episode are we in? Oh, episode 44 uh, of season five, I think we're in. Uh, This one's called Savage. What happens when life looks like a wilderness? I hope you've had an amazing week, by the way. Um, Side note, been thinking about you guys a lot lately and how I can better serve you. I know that sounds super weird, but whatever. Um, I've been praying about how I can better steward this amazing community that we've built together over the last year two years. I don't know. I don't have no idea how long we've been doing this, but I just know that I'm praying about it. I don't know if you have any questions or you want me to pray for you or you'd like me to talk about something specific. Uh, just know that I'm game. Please reach out. Uh, I'll totally respond. I always respond. I do want to know how this resource is helping you and how I can make it better. So if you want to leave me a message on Instagram or go to iCryingCorners.com, uh, drop something in Facebook, uh, drop me a line. I want to hear from you. You matter to me. You guys have no idea. We're like a small mega church and it's kind of freaking me out. And I want to make sure you're planted and growing and that you have like real life people accountability. So I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but just know that I'm praying about it. Okay. Oh, also thank you for everyone who DM'd me this uh, week. Uh, Super nice and encouraging messages. They were timely and I felt your prayers. And thank you so much for the very nice lady who left a review on iTunes that made me cry at work. I appreciate it. (laughs) If you haven't written a review yet on the podcast, it would really appreciate it if you did uh, help a sister out uh, as it pushes the podcast forward. Um, Honestly, um, yeah, so it was super nice. Thank you so much. Um, Also, I'd love to meet you in real life if I haven't met you. Um, If you, um, I don't know, there's so many people at this point that I don't know. I'm going to be in Phoenix, uh, I think next month. And if you're in the Phoenix area, I'm going to be speaking at a pastor's conference. It would be cool to be able to high five you and say hi and give you a hug. Uh, Details are on my website. Um, If you don't see me out and about a lot this year, I'm going to be doing more stuff here at home in my home church. And I'm going to be doing a lot of writing. I have a couple of resources coming out like the books, uh, Bible study, the audibles coming out next month. And I'm actually writing my next book called I Cry in Corners, ironically. So um, be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. um, And make sure you're following me on Instagram to get any new stuff. Okay. Anyways, I need to jump into this podcast. We are in season four, episode five, Savage. What happens when life feels like a wilderness? But let me do a quick recap for those that are just tuning in. This entire season has been about what happens when. The first one was called Saint. What happens when you are asked to do hard things? See, life was never meant to be easy. It's meant to cultivate kingdom stuff within you. And the way it does that is through saying yes to hard things. The second one was Soloist. What happens when you get caught alone? See, alone in the kingdom doesn't look like you being the only person in the room. It's being the only person in the room without the presence of God. We were never meant to do life without God's presence. So, yeah, be on the lookout for a video this week about this topic because I feel like I need to um, elaborate, uh, dive deeper, break down, uh, unpack that a little bit more. So that'll be on YouTube this week. Um, And then last uh, week I did stud what happens when your gift has you. See, God is a gift giver. It's like a thing he does. And what's so cool about it is he gives the ability and the freedom to do whatever you want with that gift that he gives you. 
But there's a catch. If you don't surrender it or you don't give it back or you don't, um, oh, wait, not give it back. If you don't surrender it back or use it correctly, the gift has a possibility to turn into a stumbling block. And I break this down in the last podcast. So if you haven't listened, go listen. Anyways, so today, Savage, what happens when life feels like the wilderness? Okay, first things first. Uh, I kind of wrote a book about this already. This is not what's in my book, though. So if you want to talk about wilderness seasons and how to thrive in wilderness seasons, um, go read the book. It's like a complete how-to survival guide. This is another take on that as I have a lot of content in my head about wilderness seasons. And um, in the book, I talk about it through the um, filter of Daniel. In this uh, episode, I'm going to talk about it through the filter of John the Baptist. So stick with me. Even if you've read my book, this is going to be different. And um, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like my book. Anyways, okay. Enough of that. That sounded real, like, kitschy, and I wasn't trying to get you to buy my book. I don't really care. Jesus is on the throne. Anyways, life will always feel like a wilderness because life is a wilderness. There it is. That's the podcast. All right. Love you, weirdos. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. But it's true. Life will always feel like a wilderness because life is a wilderness. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. And there will be moments where you enter into a promised land and cross a river, and you will always find yourself in some kind of wilderness slash exiled season, regardless of where you are in life, because these types of seasons, ready? Ready for this? They grow our character. They shape our integrity. They strengthen our perseverance. They sharpen our perspective, and they do so much more than that. They grow our character, they shape our integrity, they strengthen our perseverance, and they sharpen our perspective. So if this is true, which it is, because I'm telling you it is, and I know it is because I've read it in the Bible, then let's freaking be great at the wilderness. Can we just be great at the wilderness? I don't know. That's like my dream of my life is to be good in wilderness seasons, because the truth is, even though I wrote a book about it, sometimes I'm not great at wilderness seasons at all. And when I'm not great at wilderness seasons, I always go back to this story. Why? Because the first time ever God gave me any revelation about the wilderness, it was through the life of John the Baptist, who was a legit savage, super gangster of the wilderness, and I love his life, and I love his story. And if you guys have ever felt or feel like you're stuck in some kind of weird, 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 dusty, snowy, broken, beachside wilderness, this guy's life can help you navigate it. Let me give you some context. You can find a story throughout the Gospels. I'm going to reference it in Matthew, but it's all throughout the Gospels. Jesus, uh, this is Jesus's cousin, John, okay? Jesus's cousin, John, was born to uh, Elizabeth, which was Mary's cousin, and she was barren. So what I love so much about that little uh, tidbit of his life is that he was unconventional fruit, uh, bore from unconventional fruit. And see, what? why does that even matter? It's because um, if your life is a byproduct of a miracle, you'll produce miracles regardless of what your circumstance looks like. Mm, that's so good, Chadi. Why don't you repeat it again? I will. Hold on. If you are a byproduct of a miracle, you'll produce miracles regardless of what your circumstance looks like. And my friend, we are all products of a miracle that God has plucked us out of the temporal and into an eternal perspective and kingdom mindset and gospel to follow because Jesus died on a cross so that we would be plucked from whatever brokenness we were and built into a place of wholeness. God has called you to more and that, in my friend, is a miracle. I look at my life and I look at the things that God has plucked me out of and it's it's a miracle. It's a miracle that God has brought fruit from my life. And if you feel like you're in a wilderness, if you feel like God plucked you out of something and you're a little bit of unconventional fruit and you're trying to figure out how God can use you, I just want to encourage you in this. Everyone has felt like they're in a wilderness at what point in their life. Chadi, what the crap do you mean a wilderness? You have felt desolate, lonely, or difficult. Like something's going on that's difficult. You have felt either like you're in a desolate season 
you have felt lonely, and life has felt difficult. So if this, which is true, and all of us have felt this, there are three things you need to do. Three things. If you want to write them down, uh, I'll give them to you off the bet, because some of you guys are like, I only can listen for like five minutes, and then I'm going to go to work. Whatever. Okay, fine. I'm going to break it down, but here are the three things. Out of the life of John the Baptist, these are the three things you need to do if your life feels like a wilderness. Focus on who you are. Focus on your following. Focus on what you know. Okay, let's break this joker down. Focus on who you are. Okay, so John the Baptist, he focused on who he was, even though he lived in a wilderness. He was a miracle. Uh, He was full of joy. Uh, He was meant to prepare the way. He was special. Uh, He looked a little crazy and did crazy stuff, and that was okay. People thought he was nuts. He doesn't care because he's a gangster, and he was very secure in his identity, and he was chosen by God to do supernatural stuff. Guys, people are going to think you're nuts. In wilderness seasons, especially, especially if you have peace in the wilderness, people are going to be like, this person's a crazy person, especially if you're calling things out the way that they should be. But I think the enemy, when life feels like the wilderness, it tries to make you lose focus on who you are. And who you are is God's. That's who you are. That's not like my truth or your truth. That's the truth. And I do this all the time when life gets wildernessy. Like I take my focus off Jesus and I start looking at my circumstance. And as a result, I fall into trenches and quicksand and everything else the wilderness season has. And what happens is I start building my circumstance, my identity, like tethered up and broken up into my circumstance instead of me realizing that I'm God's and I need to be like producing the fruit of peace and joy and compassion and kindness and self-control and all those other things in the Bible. Instead, I I allow my life to look like failure and brokenness and depression and sadness and unhappiness and all the other ridiculousnesses. But when God calls you into this world and you say yes to him and you find yourself engulfed in his presence and your gifts are surrendered, what happens is your identity becomes intertwined and tethered in him. See, you're not your circumstance. You are not your circumstance. Your life may feel like a wilderness, but it doesn't change who you are. You are God's. You were chosen for something great, and God has a plan for you. And when you look at the life of John the Baptist, he adapted to his circumstance and he thrived in it. Some of the most broken and healthy situations I've ever been in, I didn't allow it to become part of my identity. Instead, I adapted and I allowed God to teach me something through it. And that doesn't mean everything. I'm speaking vaguely. If you're in an abusive situation, get the heck out of there. But I'm talking about most things. Most situations, we find ourselves calling them kingdom issues when really they're us issues. And God wants us to learn how to thrive in those issues and in those wilderness seasons. So the cool thing about John the Baptist is he said, okay, uh, the wilderness is where you've called me to. I guess I'll dress and eat and function as one who can sustain the harshness of the circumstance. And not only that, I'm going to prepare the way of the Lord in the process. See, most of us are walking through wilderness seasons, and instead of us embracing this and going, challenge accepted, I'm going to prepare the way of the Lord in the process as you have me here, we um, abdicate our what position that God wants us uh, to, to like have in this circumstance, and we go, no, nah, I'm good, I'm out. Yesterday I was teaching my third graders and uh, I was trying to pick teams. We do like this thing where I teach the Bible and I teach a lesson in the Bible and I let the boys and girls have like these like competitions. Right now the boys are winning. They're they're, they're 2-0. They're the reigning champions. And so this one little kid, he's new. I look at him. I said, hey, dude, you're the team captain. He straight raised his hand at me and he said, I'll pass. I was like, dude, what do you mean you'll pass? I'm making you the team captain, the team captain of the team that's winning every week after week after week. You're the captain of a winning team. And he straight with his little hand up looked at me and said, no, no, I'll pass. 
And how many of you, God is calling you to be part of a winning team? How many of you, God's calling you to be part of something really special? And you're like, I'll pass. I'll pass on something that God's trying to do. See, John the Baptist didn't pass. John the Baptist stepped in and he stepped out and he thrived and he did awesome things because he knew that he was chosen and he knew that he was God's. Not only that, he was like the Oprah of baptism. (laughs) He was like, you get a baptism, you get a baptism, you get a baptism. He was like, he was all about obedience and he honored, he was so about obedience that he even got to baptize Jesus. Can you imagine what that looked like and felt like? See, God wants to use you, but you're trying to pass. (laughs) You're trying to wrap your identity in other things when really you need to wrap your identity in Him and not in the circumstance. See, wilderness seasons will call you to have time. They will cause you to have all these feelings where you're just like, I really don't want to be here. Yeah, sign me up for something else. You'll feel a lot of things in the wilderness, if I can be right honest, but don't let your feelings lead you, man. Your feelings are not a friggin' compass. The Holy Spirit is your compass. God has led you and into a wilderness season for you to do amazing things for Him. Chadi, why why the crap are we in a wilderness season? Why? Why does He always lead us into wilderness seasons? So that you can help people in wilderness seasons. Blink, blink. Yeah, your life's not for you, homie. Your life is for other people. God brought you here so that you can be a conduit of his love for other people. We're not here for ourselves so that we can have this really easy, awesome life. We're here to have a life where we pick up our cross daily and we reflect Jesus in this broken world. This life is a vapor. Like that, gone. You don't need this tomorrow's not promised to any one of us. I could be gone tomorrow and I, the only thing I have is that I love Jesus. That's it. That's all I got. This podcast will be gone. Nobody'll ever know who I was. But the people who encounter me, I, I pray to God that in my life they'll just say, know that I love Jesus. And that I and that I, my focus was on who I was in seasons where things were hard because I know that who I am leads me back to who I follow. See, that's number two. Focus on your following. And not like your Instagram following because that's not a thing. And um, I don't think social media will be a thing in the world later on in life and all this like following and liking. And it doesn't, it doesn't cultivate the things that we need, guys. And... If you focus on who you are and you focus on your following, and by your following, I mean following Jesus. That's the thing about John the Baptist. I think he kind of lost his focus there after Jesus showed up and he baptized Jesus. So much so that he started picking a fight with people. John had this bomb ministry in Matthew 4, and then he baptized Jesus. And then next you hear from him in Matthew 11, he had picked a fight with King Herod and he was in jail. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I often wonder if he saw the miracle he'd been waiting for come to pass. And then he asked himself, oh, what now? I prepared the way for the Lord. Now he's here. What next? (laughs) I feel like wilderness seasons kind of feel like that for me. Like, okay, God, we did this. Now what? And there's wilderness seasons are usually caught in waiting seasons where God is transitioning you from something to something else. If you find yourself in a wilderness season, ask yourself, am I in transition? Is God trying to move me from glory to glory, from mountaintop to mountaintop, from trench to trench? Is he moving me into something new? Because I find in the seasons that are the most hardest is in the transition. And see, what happens is in this transition, in this wilderness, the road kind of gets fuzzy and blown away with the dust and the muck and the mire and the snow, and we don't know which way is up or down, and we stop moving forward. That's how you know you're stuck in a wilderness season. You've stopped moving forward. But God never intended for wilderness seasons to stall us. He intended on wilderness seasons to propel us. You don't need to see where you're going to go. Just let Jesus lead you, my friend. Oh, okay. So there's this story in the Bible. It's about a blind man. It's not the same blind man I always talk about. It's another one. This is the one Jesus like spit on his eyes. Anyways, the first thing Jesus did 
when the guy was like, hey, I'm blind, is that he led him out of the village. Before the guy got his miracle, he was led out of the village. Sometimes God needs to lead you out before he can send you back in. Sometimes you guys are waiting for your miracle, but God's like, I need to get you out away from all these people first to get you out alone so I can have a conversation with you and we can do some weird, unconventional things like spit on you, like he spit on the dude's eyes and it was weird. And Anyways, it's a story. It's in the Bible. Point is, God's trying to lead you out so he can send you back in. Jesus was leading the blind man towards a miracle. And I feel like you're trying to pass on this and don't, and you're going to miss your miracle just because you can't see the road or just because you think things are getting tough. Look, focus on who you are. You belong to God. Focus on following Jesus. Keep moving forward. Keep listening. Use your other senses. Just because you can't see doesn't mean you can't move. So pray, seek, worship, focus on following Jesus, who was the best leader, but because he was the best leader, it's because he was the best follower. Yep. Keep following. He says, I don't say or do until I hear from the, hear from the Father. He says it. He says it. Like, I'm not moving. I'm not doing it until the Father tells me. I've heard lots of thoughts on why John the, John the Baptist picked a fight with Herod, by the way. Um, let me go back to John the Baptist. But something in me believes that maybe he didn't know what to do after Jesus showed up. Like, he didn't follow Jesus preaching. He... He wasn't like one of Jesus' disciples. He picked a fight with a ruthless dude and his crazy wife. And how many of us, when we feel lost, pick fights with the people who we have no business even chatting with? It's like Jesus is walking us out of the village, and as a result, we're like picking fights with people because of it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I feel like some of us are in these wilderness seasons and God's trying to lead us out. And we find John the Baptist, he's just baptized Jesus, and he's in this weird transitional season of what's next. And what happens is he starts focusing on the wrong thing. He stopped focusing on following. Wilderness seasons will make you turn on people if you don't focus on the following. Chadi, why should I follow? Because then you'll be focused on other people. And what will happen is you'll just pick fights for no reason like John the Baptist did. Bill Johnson, who's the pastor at Bethel, he says, you will always reflect the nature of the world you are most aware of. So what are you the most aware of? Is the kingdom the most thing you're the most aware of? Is Jesus the thing you're most aware of? Or is it your transition and your problem in your wilderness? Don't let the wilderness season be what you're most aware of. Let Jesus and his love be what you're most aware of. Okay, so focus on who you are, your God's your unconventional fruit that he's plucked from obscurity and barrenness and brokenness. And he said, yep, yeah, I'm going to use that guy. Two, focus on your following. Don't be a, well, don't let, don't, oh, oh, how do I say that? Focus on your following. Follow Jesus. It's that easy. It's that easy. And you don't need to see to follow. You just need to listen to follow. That's really good. I need to write that down. Anyways, three, focus on what you know. What you know, the wilderness has jokes, and it clowned John the Baptist. <laughs> so much so that in Matthew 11, we find him in jail after picking fights, and he sends his, his disciples to ask Jesus if he's the real deal. Yeah, he asked Jesus, like in Matthew 11, you can read it, Matthew 11, 4 through, I think it's like 4 through 15, his disciples actually go to Jesus, and Jesus is like, hey, go back and report to John that you are literally seeing people receive sight, the lame are walking, leprosy is being cleansed, the deaf are hearing, the dead are raised, good news is being proclaimed, blessed is anyone who does not stumble economy. Like, he's saying, hey, dude, all the things you wanted are happening, and the disciples are like, cool, cool, we'll go back and tell John which is pretty awesome. But this is the coolest part about it. After Jesus tells the disciples that, he literally turns to the crowd that he's he's talking to as John's disciples are leaving. And he begins to speak to the crowd. And he starts telling them about John. 
And he starts saying, this dude, this guy, John, he's a prophet. And uh, it says that he was, he, he actually is the guy who was the messenger ahead of me. And he prepared the way for me. And he's literally speaking all these kind things and awesome things about John. So not only did he tell John's disciples, hey, yes, all the things you were waiting for, they happened. Also, hey, John, I see you, homie. When you focus on who you are and when you focus on following, it will be easy to focus on what you know. And what you know is Jesus and his kindness is reminding John in prison and in his own personal wilderness that God is at work and what he did wasn't in vain and Jesus sees him. Guys, (laughs) God sees you. There are times in transition and wildernesses where you feel like the things that you're doing doesn't matter, but they do matter. They do matter because everything you do unto the Lord is good. See, Jesus is just that amazing. He not only tells him everything you hoped and wished for is happening, but I see you and you're blessed and you're favored. And I'm going to tell people. And he tells everyone. See, regardless of what wilderness you find yourself in, God is working. He believes in you. And when you lose your way, he leads you out even though you can't see. And you may be unconventional fruit, you may appear a bit savage, you may even find yourself in a wilderness, like a lot more recent than you'd want to be. But my friends, you are seen by God. So don't lose your focus. You are His. Just keep following and focus on what you know, because what you know is that Jesus is at work and Jesus sees you. Guys, He sees you. So embrace the wilderness. Embrace the savagery that is needed to survive and just know you've got this. You've got this. There is no turning back now. You belong to God. Just keep following. Don't lose hope. Don't lose your peace. Don't lose the truth. And the truth is that God sees you. And um, yeah, life might feel like a wilderness. Life might look like a wilderness. But Jesus is there with you and he's leading you out. And he's about to do some awesome, unconventional things. They're going to cause you to some serious clarity, and then he's going to send your butt back in, and he's going to do great things. Okay, that's it. Love you, weirdos.